0: NHL NBA Finals, major issues regarding Major League Baseball into the Indy 500, beginning of golf and tennis majors yet again. Amy Teneri, digital Reuters, sports guru. How's that for an intro?
1: That's an excellent intro. Just keep on calling me a sports guru. It's just, It's terrific for my ego.
0: Well, but it's also accurate relative to everybody else around Reuters. Let me just say that. (laughs) Listen, the bottom line of all of this today is that we're venue-centric. And it is interesting that the NFL, will start with, had a meeting last week where they unanimously voted to move the Super Bowl um, from LA, but not to fret. It's only a year delay. They're going to Tampa in the interim. And when the new stadium is open, the $3 billion project for 2022, they'll have an extra year under their belt, which was a good thing. But the bigger thing was that the NFL decided to ease the league's widely derided touchdown band celebration and move that mimic violence still not allowed and taunting not allowed, but everything else might be. What do you think of all that?
1: I'm very very excited about this. Um, I, I you know my husband and I sometimes joke if hypothetically if we were the, the NFL commissioner, what we would do first, and the answer is always bring back touchdown celebrations because I just think it's it's such an easy. Uh, rule to change, and I think it's uh, kind of a no-brainer. I think it's a lot more fun. Um, I think it's it's a sport where, in a lot of instances, it takes itself a little too seriously sometimes, and it's a sport where the players have their faces almost completely obscured by helmets and, and masks, so it lets them show a little bit of their personality, which I think is a win for viewers I think it's a win for the players as well where it gets a little bit murky I guess is going to be you know where the refs have to decide if something is taunting if something is I think what was it sexually suggestive or if it mimics violence they're going to get to a little bit of a murky kind of situation but from my perspective this is a win that Roger Goodell desperately needed after a, a series of I don't know what want to call them incidents or bad choices in his part that were sort of publicly derided. And uh, I think this is gonna be good for them. I, I I don't know. Do you feel like this is going to help sort of stem their hemorrhaging viewership? Uh, is this enough of a change that's going to bring people back to, to watch games?
0: No, but I think the message that the Roger Goodell is willing to appeal to uh, what outsiders want to think about as far as improving the game may start tipping the scales in the favor of people giving it a second chance. You know, jumping in the Salvation Army tin around Thanksgiving, nothing wrong with that. That's kind of interesting. Overall choreographed stuff, the league was trying to figure out whether uh, a sufficient choreographing Men a flag, and that's just let them stick to football. It is going to be a judgment call, but it always will be a judgment call. And so I think the issue is that the NFL has a whole lot more to worry about. I totally and completely agree with you that this is the right move. Let's go to another event that I've been at. It's the Stanley Cup Finals, Game 1, Pittsburgh. But they're going to Smashville, Smashville, Tennessee. And we always thought that was a country music town, and it clearly is. But the uh, Titans have moved there, haven't really caught on. But the Tennessean notes a 30% increase during regular season on Fox Sports Tennessee for the Nashville Predators. And now the 11 ratings, the budding interest in hockey. It's a big deal. NHL a big deal. Nashville a big deal. You big Stanley Cup fan? Are you an NHL fan? It's a special event. What about you?
1: I, I am. You know, Rick, I think you're absolutely right. I think this is a great time for the Predators to get a little bit of, of momentum in Nashville. You know, they are still technically one of the youngest teams in the league, but you have to keep in mind that they've been around for about 20 years now. So if you're a Predators fan, I think you're saying it's about time. And I know in the past we've, we've kind of talked about certain franchises that are always going to be able to, to fill seats. Rangers uh, in hockey come to mind, you know, in Chicago, of course. But this isn't a team that necessarily always, always had that kind of cachet with their fan base. So, do you think this is a turning point for them? And I think more specifically, is a do you feel like this is going to contribute significantly toward the NHL regaining some of its popularity?
0: Well, the Sun Belt strategy has been working, and Gary Bettman has given Stanley Cups to Toronto, to uh, to Tampa Bay, and to to Carolina. So we've done it before. Uh, Florida needs some work, Arizona has some uh, arena issues, so it's not perfect, but certainly this is a very significant positive. Nashville 26th, according to Forbes, in value $255 million, where the average is over $500 million. but then again, they don't play these games in the boardroom, they play them on the ice, and for the NHL, the average franchise value, over $500 million, 3% increase, very international, there were five teams this year out of the seven Canadian teams. Five Canadian teams made the playoffs versus none last year. So as good as it is for Nashville, there's parity all over the league, which is really good. And, you know, the great segue here is that we now have another series that is less dependent on whether you live in one of those two cities, but rather it's captivated the country on how important these two teams are by that i mean the caviar, caviar the cavaliers and warriors in rematch 2 uh, series three of what they're calling the trilogy, NBA Finals, maybe it's a best of three over a three-year period. What is your assessment of the NBA Finals?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like the other side of the coin. This is sort of like the anti-NHL Finals. I, you know, I don't think there's anybody who is surprised to see the Cavs and the Warriors make it to a rematch. And you're absolutely right. It it does kind of transcend geography. It, it's not, you know, I, I could see hypothetically someone who isn't from pittsburgh or isn't you know from nashville not really tuning in for the NHLs you know stanley stanley cup finals um but i think Cavs and warriors are going to be drawing audiences from across the country and i know we were talking earlier about the fact that you know cleveland isn't exactly a huge market so to be able to not only be a, a smaller market but draw that kind of uh cross-state Interest is is huge for the NBA. I'm just wondering if at any point we're going to get to start seeing people say, "Okay, well, it's Cavs Warriors again," in the years to come. Is is it you know is there going to be any fatigue with seeing these teams crushing the competition around them?
0: Well, b- by the way, everybody needs a rivalry. Federer, Nadal, Nicholas Palmer, Yankees. Red Sox, Michigan, Ohio State. So this could be the royal uh, the rivalry that the NBA was looking for since the Celtics, Lakers in the in the eighties and the Bulls, Pistons, etc. So I wouldn't go that far, but yet the real issue was the level of difference between teams one and two and the rest of the league. A lot of blowout. The Warriors enter this final, by the way, twelve and zero. Nobody's ever done that before, winning sweeping their first three series. So you know, ask me next week, and then we'll figure it out or the week after. But The NBA doing real well, 1.36 for average uh, billion dollar average franchise value. They're up 10 percent. Revenue's at 6 billion. They're up. And the Cavaliers, again, this is not won or lost in the boardroom, but, you know, they're doing okay. They're 1.2 billion. LeBron James, 11th in the NBA, even though they're a relatively small market. So, again, it's not decided on the boardroom balance sheet. But it, hopefully, for all of us, is a heck of a series.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the Warriors are out for some revenge. <laughs>
0: the Warriors out for some revenge, and that's what makes this all interesting. So we'll follow this in the next couple of weeks. Closer to my home, literally about a mile and a half away, Tiger Woods gets arrested for DUI. It's then change to under intoxicating drugs and a lot of people are saying bad reaction for medication is the same as drunk driving Uh, arraignment and hearing set for june july 5 Uh, you're not a big golf fan but i assume you're a big tiger woods uh, uh, awareness person everybody in the world is what's your sense of where this is going endorsement wise marketing wise
1: i mean sure you know that there's a reason that even though i'm not a big golf fan, I'm still uh, very much aware of Tiger Woods, and it's the reason that he even in the wake of you know this, that scandal many years ago uh, with his numerous alleged affairs, that he's still raking in millions of dollars in sponsorships. And obviously this is an incredibly tragic story. Um, we don't know all the full details, but you know if we're going to look at it you know specifically from a business perspective you know reuters today just wrote an article in which they spoke to numerous sports marketing experts and a lot of them don't really predict a um, a big sponsorship exodus uh, even in the wake of this now i don't know if it's because in some people's minds driving drunk and driving under you know the influence of medication are two different things or it could simply be the fact that in golf there just isn't anybody who even at this point there isn't anybody who is at his level uh in the sport and you know maybe there just simply isn't anybody who is in line to reach his level of celebrity. Do you predict that this could you know finally be the the, the thing that that lets advertisers and sponsors walk away from him
0: well contractually they're allowed to with the morals clauses that they've inserted in every agreement from a legal perspective but yet let, let me give it let me give it some context you know in 2009 he was AT&T Buick Gatorade Mr. Blue Chip and he was making in 2009 92 million dollars off Staggering, course yeah. a heck of a number he still let's not hold a bake sale For Tiger Woods. Forbes estimated $45 million in 2016. And a lot of those brands Rolex, Bridgestone, Tailor Made, Hero Motor, Monster Energy, and a pain relieving ointment in Japanese parlance. Now, those are mid level marketers. They're not the other ones. And the big deal is Nike. It always has been, always will be. I don't think Phil Knight's going to drop Nike or uh, uh, Tiger Woods because of uh, this. Um, I do think that the most important issue here, he's got to get back and play, and um, his back is bad. He says he wants to ultimately get back, and he wanted to morph into a golf course designer and a blue-chip board guy. But now he's got to focus on the course again because that didn't work out really well. I think July 5 will blow over. I don't think this is going to be a legal proceeding that's going to end up in him being guilty. I think the, uh, the law forgives uh, this kind of stuff with medication. But higher, Tiger Woods is now held to a higher standard. He's got some strikes uh, against him, certainly. Uh, and it, it's something that, that certainly bears watching. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. I'm Rick Harrell. The producer of the show, Alex Cohen. Associate producer, Bethel Hopte. Assistance provided by Tanner Simpkins and Carlos Wadick, and the executive editor of Reuters Digital, Dan Calaruso.